And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's Expository Thursday. Expository Thursday. As we work together to know the letter better into the narrative of the book of Acts, we travel to understand the things the Lord requires of us as we learn to apply God's timeless truths in our lives. First up, then John Mark left them. Uh Uh-oh. This is the same guy who was related to Barnabas, and we're at that point now where John Mark had joined Paul and Barnabas, or Saul and Barnabas, and then he leaves. Barnabas is the guy that went to the mat for Saul, who will become Paul. John Mark was a part of that team. Remember Acts 12.25, which states, taking John Mark with them. Now, only less than 12 months later, John Mark is jumping ship. This is a key event for the future of the church, not for any other reason but that John Mark and the Apostle Peter connect. God does things without telling his apostles about it, just like he does things without telling you and me about it. Get it? Next, brothers, if you have a word of encouragement, that's what they were told. Certainly Saul preached a fiery message. He was all about fire and brimstone, but only when the occasion called for it. And no, it is not always called for. Yes, there are times to let the fire burn, but wisdom is the key, and Jesus' teaching range from you will burn forever in hell to God so loved the world in this way that he gave his only son for their salvation. The type of message has a great deal to do with being led by the Holy Spirit. Oh, this is a theme for throughout the week. And finally, then the history of Israel comes into play. Saul does a masterful job of connecting with his audience. His audience is the people of Israel, the Jews and the Gentiles who fear God. God loves Israel, and he hates those who hate Israel. Genesis 12, 3. And no, there is no middle ground. A person is either on God's side or not. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Politics, entertainment, and current events. Personal revelations, spiritual observations. My life's insanities and way so much more. Hey, we're asking you, what do you think? Now, you can email us during the show, live during the show. It's okay. Yeah, no, really. Here, David at hemustincrease.org. That's David at hemustincrease.org. You can text us live during the show. Really? Yeah. 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. Or wait, get ready. You can call us live during the show. What? Well, that's 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. Now, when you call that number, what number, Dave? 
972-445-0770. You'll end up talking to Dynamite D. Hello, lucky person. You got the number right, because you are talking to kid a Dynamite. Talking to Dynamite D, you ready? Ready for this one? You're going to owe me more money. Get ready. There you go. That's like the excitement of going to a fireworks show. Wow. Don't that, charge me interest for that one. Yeah. That's a good one right there. It's like, wow, I'm yeah. so excited. Okay. Uh, that's what happens when you talk to Dynamite D. Now, here's the bottom line, and I've only used that twice today, so that's really good for me. If you've got a prayer request, we want to take our faith, join it with yours, and we'll offer it up before the Lord. If you've got a praise report, we want to share that with our brothers and sisters. Great thing about this show, just just to be honest, being a Baptocostal kind of guy, having a Baptist ordination and a Pentecostal ordination, a charismatic ordination, having a BA in leadership and ministry from, from uh, Foursquare, having a master's in theological study from Regent University, which is more along the charismatic Pentecostal lines, and then having a doctorate of ministry and Christian strategy from Liberty University, which is along the Baptist lines, there's a lot of width in our show. And by saying that, I'm not trying to brag. I do that to my wife. I don't need to do that to you guys. You guys can't pump me up the way that she does. Okay. Here, here's the what I'm trying to say. King David said in Psalm 119, verse 63, I am a companion to all them that fear you. That's the key. Twelve tribes in Israel, one Israel. The body of Christ has different parts, one body. We do it together. We follow Hebrews 3.13. We follow Hebrews 10.25. We love on each other. We care for each other. We cry with each other. We laugh with each other. We do the best that we can in that. We try to be a family, small little fellowship during the middle of the day just to be a blessing to one another. Nothing wrong with that. Everything good with that. I'll do the Bible trivia in a second, but first we're going to go into some prayer. One of our listeners, John, his granddaughter is named Nola. Nola was all set for a bone marrow transfer. It's got delayed because they found a 1.03% of issue in her blood, and so they've got to take care of that first. And because of that, we want to pray for them. We want to pray for John, pray for Nola, pray for the family. Additionally, we've got people who listen to our show like Abraham who's having some problems where he's at, where he's living. He needs some help. We've got issues for Joanne and Cordelia going through some important meetings. They're trying to get through some some issues there. And here's the bottom line. Everybody's kind of going through it. Let's pray together for all of it. Plus, while I'm praying, you'll hear me say something about breaking bondages. If this is you and you're stuck in something, this is a great time to take that faith of yours and touch it to the Lord. Okay? Let's pray. Father, we come before you right now. We thank you and praise you. You are awesome. Hallowed be thy name. You're just, you're just so great to us. Your goodness, it exceeds us. It always has and it always will. First, we're going to lift up Nola to you, and we're asking for a miracle. We're asking for healing. We're asking for deliverance in this situation. She's trying to get a bone marrow transplant, and we need everything to clean up. And we, we know that only you can do something that, that powerful. Nobody can do that, but you can do that. So we petition you on her behalf, and we ask you to bring comfort and confidence to the family. Pray for Abraham, who's trying to find a place to live. 
He's not in a good situation, needs a better place. Guide him. Open the doors for him, Lord. We pray for Joanne and Cordelia who need wisdom in some of the things they're dealing with. Grant them that wisdom. If anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all men generously and without finding fault. Grant that to them. There's other people, Lord, that are just, they're in a funk. They're really struggling. And some are struggling in bondages that are keeping them back from you and keeping them back from enjoying the things of your kingdom. We ask you, by the redeeming blood of Jesus Christ, by the stripes of Jesus Christ, that you would bring healing into their lives. We ask you, by the power of the Holy Spirit, that you would break these bondages. And we know there's healing. Your word tells us in 1 Peter 2.24, through the stripes of Jesus Christ. We ask for that healing. We ask for those bondages to be broken. We ask for those people to be led, guided, and directed. And we ask for your healing power to touch lives that have touched us. We lay it before you at your feet and pray that you would do it so powerfully that we could sing and dance and share the testimony. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Okay, so that's uh, how we get uh, things rolling, I guess, initially, right? Right? Okay. That was good right there, Dave. All right. Oh, I do got to remind people. So the clue, because we're only going to do one clue a show. Do you remember what the clue was? It was Daffy Duck diving in water. Make sure to write that down. Daffy, Daffy Duck, Duck diving in the water. See, that was a push. Okay. People are going, what are you talking about? That's for the to win the study, Bob. you got to get 10 of those clues. I'm going to give 10 of them. If you get all 10, you win the study. And it's a really nice study Bible. It is a nice study Bible. It really is a nice study Bible. All right, here's your uh, trivia question. This is pretty easy. We'll go probably to about 15 after go about an extra two minutes or so. Uh, this, is a, this is a yes or no question. You know how you have true or false? <laughs> this is like, this is yes or no. <laughs> so it's, that's, that's, that's how far down we've come. Uh, did Jesus say to his disciples, come and have breakfast? Yes or no? There, there you go. <laughs> it's just like, uh, if, uh, if, uh, if you know the answer, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483 as well. You can send an email, David. At he must increase dot org. Did I mean, that's a pretty straightforward question, right? Uh, did Jesus say to his disciples, "Come and have breakfast"? Okay, I mean that's just that's it right there. Okay, uh, let's. We got to go into our text, and <laughs> so we are in the book of Acts, and this is just this has been another two. Second Corinthians has been super fun. This has just been super fun, super, super, super fun. Uh, and I just love it. And here we are at Acts. We're in chapter 13. This has to do with Paul's uh, initial or first journey, Acts chapter 13. And we're actually in verse 13, I think. If that's, let me see if that's correct. Yeah, that seems like it's correct. So we're in 13, and here's, here's what we got going on. Here's what it says. Now Paul and those with him left Paphos by ship for Pamphylia, landing at the port of Perga. Then John Mark left them and returned to Jerusalem. But Barnabas and Paul traveled inland to Antioch of Pisidia. All right. You're thinking, so? 
That's, see, this is what people they read. They go, so? And I understand that because if you read it and you didn't know the background or you didn't read a bunch of it or a bunch of times or read it slow, you'd probably, probably see that. Here's the thing that takes place, okay? John Mark leaves. Now, you have to understand who this guy is. It's super important to catch this. This is Barnabas. He was a relative of Barnabas, okay? Barnabas is the son of encouragement. He's the guy that went to the mat for Paul when Paul was Saul. Nobody wanted to hang out with him. Barnabas is the only guy who goes, I'm going to stick my toe in there. <laughs> and he did. And he, he's a great guy. And uh, what a great job that did, right? So John Mark becomes part of the team. Last chapter in 1225, we talked about him. They took John Mark with them, okay? Now, it's less than 12 months later, John Mark goes, I'm out. Hey, you know what? That happens. I know you don't think it happens, but it does happen. It happens in churches. It happens in ministries. It happens all the time. It's right here in Scripture. It's like, there it is, right there in front of you. It's happening. He jumps ship. And you're thinking, wow, the dude bailed. I can't believe it. He had this, the best gig ever, hanging out with Barnabas and Paul. How great is that? Yeah, except when John Mark bailed, he connected with the apostle Peter. And the apostle Peter took him under his wing and trained him and discipled him. And then Mark went around doing something really, really goofy. He wrote a gospel. <laughs> it's like, wait, what? Yeah, the gospel of Mark. That's John Mark, same guy. And what happened was, see, what God does is he does things without telling you and me or the prophets or the apostles or the evangelists or the pastors or teachers or anybody. God does what he wants. He doesn't ask people's permission. And while this disconnect seems tragic, in truth, it's God setting it up to proclaim one of the gospel, one of the four gospels in the book. We don't see it that way. And Paul didn't see it that way. But God saw it that way. And that's the only opinion that counts. Okay? All right. Somebody's ready to answer a trivia question. Let's send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hi, David. This is Brother Ace. Hi, Brother Ace. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Thank you. I'm blessed, man. And y'all uh, prayers. Uh, all you guys have been praying for each other. And me, I pitch in when I... And the Spirit was on me to do it, so uh, I'm happy that uh, things are good in my life because of y'all and because of the favor of our Father in Heaven, His Son, Yeshua, and His blood. Amen, brother. I love when you call. Hey, Dave. Yeah. You know what I hate? Uh, brother A said that, and that was so wonderful, and we're having a weather alert over the air, I think. Are they having a weather alert? I think alert? so, darn. Okay. That was very powerful what he said. Yeah. All right. So what's cool is, even though they're having a— So, Brother A, listen, even though they're having a weather alert, when they do the replay on this, and we'll tell people, what you said was so powerful and so awesome. So there's an emergency broadcast on the weather. We'll, we'll keep going just like there's nothing happening, and it picks up on the recording. <laughs> That's that's the great thing about live radio. All right, here's the trivia question. Did Jesus say to his disciples, come and have breakfast? Absolutely. Well, the fish would have just sat there. That is correct, Amanda! Yes, Jesus did. 
did exactly say that. He said, come have breakfast. I got fish for you. We got fish. We got white fish. We got kefilta fish. Okay, they didn't have kefilta fish. But they had white fish, and they had different fish. And it's like, here, come sit. Let's have fish. That's what they did. It was a, it was a classic bre- breakfast. So now we know that that uh, alert, the weather alert, is over. We just want to say that Brother Ace called in, gave in incredible statement just a blessing blessing statement so if you're a person that ever listens to the podcast listen to what he had to say go back and listen but he got it correct let's ask him one more time i'll have you do it one more time just to solidify okay did jesus say to his disciples come and have breakfast yes he said come blessed are the folks that follow me i'm feeding you with uh, food for the soul and food for the body there you go brother come have breakfast my weakest thing that I ever do in life is breakfast. I'm terrible at it, just to let you know. That and napping. My wife says, you want to be like Jesus? Take a nap. Like, uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent job, brother. Love you. Love you, too. Thank y'all, everybody. We're loving you. I love everyone of y'all. Y'all are so special. Thank you. All right. God bless. Bye-bye. All right, we're going to take our break and then come back. We do know that there was that weather report. We want you to take heed to it. Uh, You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at year end indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously, or in Proverbs where it teaches that a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can, right here on KAAM. The David Spoon Experience. Teaching time. I don't know how we're going to do the breaks, Gabriel, so I'll just look at me. I'll let you know. I mean, this is the best I can tell you. Because I'm going to teach you something that I hope I, I – there's no way I can teach this. It's I can't teach the worth. I can't teach the value. But I'm going to do my best to share with you my heart in this process. As American people, 
As people who live in America, we have been granted the right to pursue happiness. And I want to make sure you understand what that this means. We have a preamble to the United States Declaration of Independence, and the preamble to the Declaration says, we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, and that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Now, I do want to point out it does not say life, liberty, and the provisions of or for happiness. In other words, the rights that we have in the preamble is that we get to pursue happiness, not that it's provided for us by the government. So that's kind of an important point for people to recognize. It would be nice if they quit quit trying to quote our founding fathers and then say they're entitled to something because of that provision because it never says that. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Anytime there is any kind of alert or anything, pay attention. Okay, they're not, I mean, I understand. Oh, they're interrupting the show. Pay attention. You can always go back and listen on the podcast. You can always text me or email me and say, hey, you know, what was this? This was this. You know, if you didn't hear that, you know, Donald Duck diving in the water, that was the clue. I mean, anything like that. Just make sure you pay attention. That's important. Okay. We, we believe that that's uh, officially important. Here's your uh, trivia question. Now, you should think about what I'm going to say because the, the one of them was 33 and a third percent chance. Here's a 50-50 chance. We're making these kind of interesting. Did Balaam or Barak say, build me seven altars here and prepare bulls, uh, seven bulls and seven rams? Did Balaam or Barak say, build me seven altars here and prepare seven bulls and seven rams? If you think you know the answer, you can. Call 972-445-0770. You can text in 214-210-8483. And you can send an email, david, at hemustincrease.org. Additionally, you can do nothing if you don't want to do anything. I just just thought I'd remind you of that. You always have that freedom. In case you forgot, like yesterday we said, listen, you listen to the show, and the goal is for you not to go, well, everything he says is great. No, it's not. But everything I say is genuine and sincere for me. But for you, you might like 30%, 50%, hopefully it's a little more than 30%, 80%, you know, 90%, whatever. Or it might be 10%. Whatever you get out of the show between you and the Lord, that's what you hold on to. Okay, that's what you use because the most important element is between you and God. And if it helps you in any way, then we're doing what our job or what our mission is for the show. I mean, that's exactly what we're trying to do. I'm trying to get help people get one step closer. It's just not overly complex. All right, somebody's ready to answer a trivia question. Let's send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? 
Well, this is Deborah. Hi, Deborah. Great to hear you. Hi. I did not. I did not. <laughs> I did not go to the gym yesterday. You know how I told you I was going to go to the gym, worried about my knee. Yeah. So I, was, I yeah. did. I did not. I ended up. I had to do some spiritual counseling with a couple of people, and and then by the time I was done, it was too late. So I'm going to try today. If it doesn't get blown away by a tornado. <laughs> Well, hopefully that yeah, I got to watch that part of it. All right. Did, did Balaam or Barak say, build me seven altars here and prepare seven bulls and seven rams? Balaam? That is correct. You are right. Balaam said that to Barak. Like, build that stuff for me. Let me let you know how it's going to go. I will only do what the Lord tells me. And again, I love this story. I know people get upset because he's a he's a bad prophet. He's, a, he's this. He's still a prophet. The Lord still used him, and God still used a donkey to rebuke him. <laughs> I, just, I just feel like when people get too high and mighty, it's like, yes, <laughs> that is everything you got to know right there. <laughs> Excellent Don't want to be a donkey. <laughs> Excellent job, Deborah. Excellent work. I appreciate it. Thank you. Have a good day. All right. God bless. Bye bye. Bye bye. She's such a delight. Okay. All right. I got to teach this. It's going to go probably one minute over or something. This is really important because I want to share it with you. I know what you guys are thinking. Just let me get through this. So, uh, as Paul would say in, in his epistle, put up with a little folly for just a little bit. Okay? All right. We're picking it up on right after. Uh, okay, so John Mark left them. Okay, so here we go. Uh, the other part of verse 14 or the rest of verse 14. On the Sabbath day, they went to the synagogue for the services. After the usual reading from the books of Moses and from the prophets, those in charge of the service sent them this message. Brothers, if you have any word of encouragement for us, come and give it. Paul stood, so Paul stood and lifted his hand to quiet them and started speaking. I want to talk about this, okay? Now, I understand there's another emergency broadcast system. Respond to it. We'll do our best to, to go through this. But I want you to understand what's going on with Paul. What, what happens with Paul is he is going to go deep into comparing, into comparing the new covenant that it has the the glory in it, and he's going to tell them by connecting all these things to the old, the, the things that have happened in his time to the Old Testament. But listen to what happens. They said, "Brother, if you have a word of encouragement, that is the invitation he received." Now, are you going to tell me Paul couldn't preach a fiery message? Whoa, baby, talk about fire and brimstone. Paul's middle name might be fire and brimstone, right? It was all about fire and brimstone. But on this occasion, guess what? It did not call for fire and brimstone. It does not always call for fire and brimstone. There are times where it does, but there are times where it doesn't. The message of God is expansive. In other words, the Lord may approach you or approach people and say, you know, repent, you know, turn or burn, or he might approach people and say, I love you. Come over this direction. You see, some saved by fear, uh, some saved by uh, compassion, others by fear. It's the whole process is it depends on what the Lord is doing. It depends on what God is trying to coordinate with that group. Now, Paul could have gotten in there and preached the fieriest message ever. 
But you have to do this. You have to be mature enough to be led by the Spirit to know when and when not to preach the message you're going to preach or what type of message. I'll give you an example in my personal life. When I was younger and the church that I was helping out, I wasn't pastoring at this church. I was an associate pastor at this church. And so we uh, rented a park. And at the park, we, you know, it was a bigger church. So we uh, had a whole bunch of people, a whole bunch of tables, everything going pretty good. Uh, you know, prayed over the food. Kids were having fun. And at the top of the park at the, at the little hill was about five or six guys who had bullhorns. And you know what they did? They started preaching, repent, sinners, repent. And they were preaching the fiery brimstone gospel message. Now, I applaud them that they were doing that. I just don't applaud them when they were doing that because they were preaching that fiery brimstone entire message to a group of 200 Christians. And it was like, whoops. <laughs> it's like, so we sat down and talked to them. We said, keep preaching, but know your audience. <laughs> Make sure you're being led by the Spirit. Be guided. Sometimes it calls for a firm word, a strong, powerful word. Sometimes it calls for extreme compassion and mercy. It depends. And you don't know each situation before you get there. The Lord does. So you want to be led. You want to be guided. You want to be directed. Remember, the mess, Jesus said this specifically. They will burn in hell forever. That was one of his statements right from the Greek. He can't change it. Another one of his statements, God so loved the world, he gave his one and only son for their salvation. In other words, look at the range of the message and know the place when you're giving the message. And to a degree, you know, if you're led by the Spirit, then it'll apply to the audience that you're ministering to, if that makes sense. It should make sense. That makes sense to me, and I'm not that smart. Okay, we'll take our break, and then we'll come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. there. It's Amazing Jennifer and I am helping out the David Spoon Experience. As you may know, I basically run the KAAM radio station. Amazing! And Dr. Dave is looking for a few good people to join and become representatives, ambassadors, and stewards of this here radio ministry. Now you may be thinking, well, I'd love to get involved, but I'm not very qualified for ministerial positions. Well, the truth is that because you are a child of our Heavenly Father, that you trust in the Lord Jesus Christ and you seek to live by the power of the Holy Spirit, you have all you need to be a part of this ministry. But Jennifer, don't I need to be perfect? <laughs> no. Just go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Click on the three lines at the top right of the website and then click on the Ambassadors Initiative link. Just fill out the form and we will reach out to you. But sorry, no parking tickets will be paid for you as an ambassador through this position. You are on your own with that. 
As promised, we are going to now uh, have our interview with the Apostle Peter. We were fortunate uh, enough to have an interview uh, a couple weeks back with an angel from heaven, and now we've been given permission from the powers on high to go ahead and have an interview with the Apostle Peter. Peter, thank you so much for uh, taking the time for whatever's going on there in the heavenly realms and uh, talking to us. Well, Dave, you're welcome. I'm real glad to see that people are carrying on the work of loving our Lord Jesus Christ and advancing the kingdom. And I'm very, very, very pleased to see that the radio station is moving forward in advancing the Lord Jesus Christ in his lordship, both in uh, personal lives and in corporate lives. It's a great thing for me to see. Well, thank you, Peter. Uh, that's great. And uh, so I guess I want to ask you some basic questions. I'm really breaking this uh, interview down into two separate sections. The first section is kind of before the resurrection, and the second section is kind of after the resurrection, after the ascension. Okay, Dave, that'll be fine. I know exactly what you're trying to accomplish here. Uh, probably unknown to you is that uh, we know exactly where this is going. Well, Peter, I don't want to say that that's kind of scary, but okay. Here's uh, my first question to you, sir. Uh, what are you absolutely the most proud of as a disciple and as an apostle of Jesus Christ? Well, David, that's a great question. The thing that I am absolutely the most proud of was the moment that Jesus asked all of us to identify who he really was. And it was at that moment that I was able to say that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of the living God. That's the actual rock that the church has been built on. I think some people thought that the rock might have been me myself, but it was my confession that Jesus Christ is the Messiah, the Son of the living God. It is that statement of faith that the church has been built upon and that the gates of hell have never nor will ever prevail against. The David Spoon Experience. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. So I got to tell you something. Now, Captain Chris knew this. You didn't get a chance to meet Captain Chris, did you? Did you get to meet him? No, I didn't. Okay. You, you guys would really get along great. Just trust me. Anyway, him and I were talking, and we were talking about that Phil right there, the interview with Peter. And so I leaned over and I said to him, I said, you realize that not only did I write that and voice that, but I said to myself, that's a great question, Dave. Wow. <laughs> I wrote that in the thing. That's like people. See, you got you to gotta watch <laughs> some of those little nuances. There's a lot more going on in the show than people know. Let me just say that. There's a, there's a lot of hidden things like that. Like, that's a great question, Dave. <laughs> Well, did, did I just say to myself, interviewing myself as Peter? That's a great question. Wow. <laughs> it's just too funny. All right, here we go. Uh, now, this is a little tougher question. We taught on this book, and this book, you should know, because it is where this, the scripture, the joy of the Lord is our strength, comes from. Who spoke up on behalf of the poor, saying that to the nobles and officials, you are exacting usury from your own countrymen and he was uh, really mad about that this is a person who has a name of a book and in that book is the passage the joy of the lord is our strength 
Wherever you think that is, that's the person that we're looking for. So if you think you know the answer, you can. So he said you're, He said to the officials, you're extracting usury from the people. You shouldn't be doing that, which he was right. They were, they were t- uh, usury is excessive interest or really just interest. I mean that's a separate argument. I don't want to get into that. But the idea is this person said that about the leaders of Israel. Who said that to them? What's that person's name? So name that person. 972-445-0770. You can also text 214-210-8483 as well. You can send an email, david at hemusincrease.org. Got to send you up to the website. Uh, The website's uh, two things to tell you, and I have to inform you. A schedule note, right? Tuesday of next week. Is that correct? That is correct, Dave. There is a basketball tournament, and in that basketball tournament, the gals are playing, right? SMU women, yeah. SMU women, and they are going to be playing right during the show. So we're not going to have the show next Tuesday. Everything else will be fine, just next Tuesday. And we hope they do great. I mean, we support them and want them to do fantastic. So that's just something to be aware of. Plus, don't forget the Ambassadors Program. Plus, on the website is a place to give, which we can always use, especially because we're going to expand. I'm just telling you, we're expanding, so we need the help. What? Uh, check out hemusincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemusincrease.org. Praise report? Hemusincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemusincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemusincrease.org. Hemusincrease.org. <laughs> All right, so now because the sound was in there, I'll do it again. So you're only getting one clue a show, but in this particular one, you'll notice there was a splash sound. The clue was Donald Duck diving in the water. You see that? That's the clue, clue number one. There'll be 10 clues throughout the month. The first person to get all 10 and send an email or a text will win the study Bible. That's it. That's that. That's simple. Dave, I hope they're writing these clues down. They better because they need all 10 to win. That's all I can say. All right. Now let me go back over the question. Then we'll get into the history in the next section. So much to do. I uh, can't believe we can do this in 90 minutes. <laughs> Got to talk to Don about expanding this or something. Uh, okay. Who spoke up on behalf of the poor? saying to the nobles and officials, you are extracting usury from your own countrymen. The person who said this, then this person's name was a leader in Israel. And in this, his book, this book is The Joy of the Lord is Our Strength. That's your clue. So if you know that, you can reach out to us. Eric's going to get the pow pow on that. Uh, 972-445-0770-214-210-8483, or david at he must increase.org. Got to go Old Testament, people. Old Testament, Old Testament. All right. Uh, we want to do history, and then we'll do the teaching and see if we can get the jokes in later on. Let's do history. Let's go All right, today is Texas Independence Day, for those that do not know, so you guys should be aware of that. Okay, now, uh, it is also Dr. Seuss Day. Dr. Seuss Day, that's good, right? Yeah. Green eggs and ham and all that stuff. Sam, I am. Sam, I am. You know, we had a, a show where uh, um, 
a game one time at the church, and uh, people were putting on their foreheads like characters, and you couldn't see who the character was. And apparently, mine was Doctor Seuss. I didn't know that, and everybody just looked at mine and said, "That fits." I can see that. That's what I know. <laughs> That's kind of sad, isn't it? Okay. It's also uh, National Ban- Banana Cream Pie Day. Ooh, banana cream pie. That's a lot going on. It sounds delicious. It's though. delicious, my brother. It's fantastic. Uh, for those that don't know, the movie King Kong premiered in New York City on this day in 1933. And then in 1949, the first nonstop around the world airplane flight took place. When was that day? Uh, 1949. Wow. So if you think about it, it's 51, 61, 71, so 74, almost 75 years ago. And then in 1962, on this day, Will Chamberlain scored 100 points in a basketball game. Yep, I think for the ooh, Philly or Philly. Uh, you know what? I can't even remember now. That was so long remember. ago, though. Yeah, yeah, it was a while ago, right? Was that was the Celtics or no? No, no, no I think Will it was the Philadelphia, Philadelphia 76ers. This, I think was it? All right. Somebody text me if you know which team he played for. I don't. I don't know that. But 100 points. You got to think at 70 points, they're just feeding them. Right? Keep shooting. I mean, just they can't stop <laughs> you. Seventy points. Here, <laughs> here, here, Take here, it. here. Because <laughs> there's no other. There's no other way that can happen. All right. Uh, let's get back in the teaching. So, uh, Eric, you had the right pow pow, but then you switched your answer. <laughs> I did that. Uh, your answer before that was the right answer. Just to let you know, I'm still going to give you the credit for it. Uh, the trivia question: Who in the Old Testament? Uh, said, who spoke up on the behalf of the poor, saying to the nobles and officials, you are exacting usury from your own countrymen. Okay, the person who said this is also where the book is, or the located, the scripture, the joy of the Lord is my strength. That is located in this book. The name of that book is the name of this person. Okay, yeah. I've said it right at least that time, somehow, maybe. Uh, it doesn't matter. All right, here we go. Let's go into the text. I want to go to this next section. Paul, so remember, we just said that John Mark left Paul and Barnabas. This is Saul, so he's at Saul point, right? It's not at Paul point yet. And then uh, they ask Paul to say a word of encouragement, so it's not always about fire and brimstone. Sometimes it's a you know it's a know when to say, what to say, how to say it kind of mentality. Be, just be sensitive is really what it is. Verse 16, so Paul stood up and he put his hand, put his hand uh, to quiet them and started speaking. People of Israel, he said, and devout Gentiles who fear God of Israel, listen to me, the God of the nation Israel, who our ancestors— uh, who chose our ancestors and made them prosper in Egypt. He powerfully led them out of their slavery and put up with them for 40 years of wandering around in the wilderness. So I want you to catch what uh, what's being said there. So what happened in the temples is there would be you would have different sections. So the women actually sat in one area. The men sat in another. Yes, that's exactly how it happened. And the visitors would sit in their own section. If you were visiting the temple, you'd have your own little section. And they would ask the the visitors if they wanted to share something because they knew they were visiting. And it was noisy in there, right? Uh, Which, you know, (laughs) that you could just see me like telling some kind of joke to some other guy there. And then Paul gets up there and goes, okay, everybody quiet down. (laughs) 
I, I feel guilty as one of the people there. All right, so he, he what he starts to do is he starts to connect the whole thing to Israel. And it's really important to understand that if you are a Bible-believing, born-again Christian, and we had John call and ask a question about the temple yesterday, and, and uh, you know, I probably didn't give the best, most theological answer. I gave much more of a, a comfort answer. Uh, the idea behind it is to understand, though, that everything that we're doing has this connection to Israel, and that's how the New Testament got itself launched. It, it connected itself to the children of Israel. So Saul does a masterful job of connecting with his audience. His audience is the people of Israel, the Jewish people, and the Gentiles who fear God. And the whole point of the gospel presentation he's going to make is that God loves Israel. And to say that God does anything but love Israel is super dangerous. How dangerous? He hates those who hate Israel. God doesn't hate. Apparently you haven't read the book he wrote. This is the problem. Six, thi- six things the Lord despises. Six things the Lord despises. He has seven he hates. Or six things the Lord hates. He has seven he despises. It's like, here's the thing. There's things that the Lord doth not like. And there are people that the Lord doth not like. Get over it. It's what it says. You can't change that. It wasn't exactly like Pharaoh was his best friend, right? I'm going to show this guy who's boss, right? Harden his heart. So the idea is that people that hate Israel, quote-unquote politicians in our country, quote-unquote other people who are anti-Semitic or, wait, self-loathing Jewish people, which I know a ton of them and have some in my family, right? People that hate Israel, there's no room in there. God hates people that hate Israel. You're thinking, no, 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 he doesn't. Genesis 12.3. There's no middle ground. Either a person is on God's side or you're not on God's side. This is that whole thing of talking about the kingdom and you're not, uh, well, I'm kind of in between. There is no in between. You're either on God's side or against. And it's like, that's it. There is nothing else. And people are like, well, well official Israel is this. Or you're missing the point. You're trying to drag it down to something that it's not supposed to be dragged down to. Love what God loves. Don't love what God does not love. That's what you're called to. You're his kids. Do it and do it the right way. Right? If you're a politician and you hate Israel, that judgment's going to be fiery. <laughs> there's, not, there's not enough aloe vera oil for burns that are going to cover that. That's, I'm sorry. That ain't going to help. All right. The answer, by the way, to my very difficult trivia question, is who spoke on behalf of the poor saying to the nobles and officials, you are exacting usury from your own countrymen? That was Nehemiah. Nehemiah. Remember the joy of the Lord is our strength? Oh, yeah, that's Nehemiah. All right, folks, we'll take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, Truth Station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon Experience? When you are in the presence of the Lord and his presence is strengthening you, and we talked about that can happen through the word of God, through prayer, and through fellowship. And then you go through some process where somebody sends you a text or somebody sends you a letter or somebody calls you or somebody sends you an email or somebody looks at you funny or somebody kind of glances or somebody says something about you or you hear something about yourself or you eat the wrong kind of tacos and you just feel bad and the joy is sucking away at the moment. Here is the answer while the devil is trying to take your joy away. Here is the key. For the next 365 days for your life, 
When the devil takes the joy away by robbing you, you go back into the presence of God again. When the devil comes in and robs you and takes that joy, will you get up off your duff or your blessed assurance and you go into the presence of God again, be it prayer, be it Bible, be it fellowship, be it worship, be it whatever. I don't care. Get up and get back in the presence of God again. And when the devil comes around the second time and knocks on your door and you open it and he takes it from you again, then you get off your blessed assurance again and you get back into the presence of God again. And when he does it a third time, you do it again. And when he does it a fourth time, you do it again. Because the strength of the Lord is in the joy of the Lord, which is found in the presence of the Lord. And when he comes a robbing, you go to refill. When the tank is empty, put gas in it. When you're depleted, fill it up. And you think, well, I can't do that. Why not? You did it the first time. Yes, but that was special. Why? Because you tried? Try again. But you don't understand. No, I don't care. That's much, much more heartless to say that, huh? That's a good one. I don't care. It doesn't matter. I, don't, I care about the truth. I don't care about somebody's, well, my perception, well, good for you. God bless you. When you can figure out that you can argue with God, let me know how that goes. If you win that argument, you come back. You can take the throne. But you ain't going to win it. So when the enemy comes and he comes a stealing, you do exactly what you need to do to take it back. If he steals from you, you take it right back. Why? Because you can. Because he's not empowered to keep it from you. He's empowered to take it momentarily. You're empowered to take it right back. Take it. The David Spoon Experience. Welcome back. To the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the Truth Station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the Truth Station here in Texas. A couple things to tell you. We got a trivia question. Phil was pretty interesting because it was on uh, the joy of the Lord a little bit there. That's Nehemiah 8.10. For those of you guys who are trying to figure out, well, where is that verse? Nehemiah 8.10. Here's your uh, trivia question. Wait, uh, apparently I swallowed a gnat. No, kidding. Uh, here's your trivia question. Now, you got to play the horn because this is a tricky one. Okay, that should not be confused with the emergency broadcasting system. <laughs> that is not a turn it over. Just make sure everybody knows that. And then number two, if you listen to the show through the app, it doesn't have the emergency broadcasting thing. Did you know that? So there you go. I didn't, but I can see that. Yeah, yeah. That's what Eric told me. Right? Is that right, Eric? If I'm wrong, tell me. All right. Uh, all right. Now, the reason I blew that heart is because this is a trickery type of question. So the answer is as simple as you think it is. Who challenged the Pharisees? What do you think about the Christ? Who said that? If you think you know, 972-445-0770. You can also text 214 214- Two one zero eight four eight three, as well as you can send an email, David, at he must increase dot any org. Hint, any hint for that one, Dave? But that's gonna be tough. Okay, it's in the Gospels. <laughs> and 
it might be in red. Okay. <laughs> wow. Okay. That's. I mean, that's pretty. Good well, that's hit. pretty big. Actually. I mean, that's come a on. Great it one. might yeah. be in red. No, you get Elsa away. Okay. okay. We we try to help. <laughs> we're we're committed to it. All right. I still have to do my jokes. I still have a couple. Of them. They're not long. They're short. And you know that's uh, 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 just making sure everybody knows that. So you got ready for the the jokes. There's these. There's like one, two. There's three, um, and they're short. So you ready? To, you ready? Ready to do this? Diamond is ready to. Here we go. Here's joke number one. A sermon can help people in different ways. Some rise from a sermon greatly strengthened. Others wake from it delightfully refreshed. <laughs> That's cute. All right. Greg. <laughs> Somebody's calling in. Now listen to this. This, I like this. <laughs> this is, you, should, you should remember this joke to tell somebody. This is pretty funny. Greg to Fred. Greg, we call our pastor... Reverend, what do you call yours? Fred, we call ours Neverend. <laughs> Neverend. So instead of Reverend, never. Instead of Reverend, it's Neverend. Okay. Now, come on, that's funny. Instead of Reverend, he's Neverend. Uh, last one a preacher who was popular with his congregation explained his success. As the result of a silent prayer, which he offered each time he took the pulpit, it ran thus, Lord, fill my mouth with worthwhile stuff and nudge me when I've said enough. Praise the Lord. That's a good one. <laughs> a couple of preachers should remember the Sermon on the Mount wasn't longer than 25 minutes. Okay, let's uh, send the uh, person through who's ready. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Uh-oh. Samson. Callback Samson. Oh, because Callback Samson. You know what? That's his new name, Callback Samson. I kind of like that. That's a good one right there. All right, give him a chance to answer. So the trivia question, he's calling back right now. Uh, who challenged the Pharisees? Oh, what do you think about the Christ? Words in red. Pretty good. Ready? All right, send him on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? This is the Terminator. I'll be back. <laughs> We're going to call you Callback Samson. I like that. All right. All right. <laughs> All right. Tight on, uh, tight on time. So I need you to be, we need to be a little swift on this one. Who challenged the Pharisees? What do you think about the Christ? Jesus. That is correct, Amanda! That's why it was a tricky question, but the hint was pretty good. Might be in words of red. <laughs> yeah. I said, oh, let me get a little. Let me give him the Sunday school answer. Jesus! Jesus! Excellent job, my brother. People need to keep praying for you. Doing okay today? Yes. Well, right. please pray for me. Right now, I'm going to pick up my wife and children from the school, and the weather is kind of a little yeah. uh, questioning. Yep, so gotcha. Please pray for the protection. You Thank got you. it. All right. Bye-bye, brother. All right, we should pray that real quickly because I got a long drive home too. So let's just pray. Father, we ask you in the name of Jesus. I mean, it's clear in your word. Ezra asked for it. Nehemiah asked for it. We need traveling mercies for everybody who's driving in and out of the weather and the situation. Please keep everybody safe. Keep everybody blessed. Uh, let there be no uh, harsher bad reports, but let everybody just be full of grace and confidence that you are with us in this process. In Jesus' name, amen. 
Okay, so I want to pray that. All right, so now I want to do this last little bit. It's not very long. It's only a couple of minutes, and it's really rather humorous. In a sense, it's humorous, but it's in the text, and you can't get mad at me because it's in the text, okay? Uh, Acts chapter 13, picking up uh, at verse 17, the God of this nation, Israel, who chose our ancestors and made them prosper in Egypt, okay? Then he powerfully led them out of their slavery. Okay, cool. Verse 18, he put up with them for 40 years of wandering around in the wilderness. Can we just stop? <laughs> just, just, I know it gets serious. I know it is serious. You look at the world, it's, it's just, you look at the world and you think, I hope Jesus comes back tonight. I mean, this is just nutsy, right? That's what you want. Or if you've got a post-millennial attitude, you're just hoping, bam, I hope it changes right off uh, the, the, the bat. And we just holding, I got it. I want you to pick this up, that as Paul is talking to them, while it is probably not his intent, in fact, I'd almost go out on a limb and say it's not his intent, he does mention that God puts up with them for 40 years. Can I just tell you something? Even though you think you've irritated God to the ends of the earth, (laughs) God put up with Israel for 40-plus years, and technically he's been putting up with people forever and a day, and as long as man has been around, I should say. And he puts up with us. It's not that he loves everything we do because he doesn't. It's not that he supports everything we think and say because he doesn't. It's because he loves us that he does. I, I can only use this illustration and don't get mad about it, okay? There's no, I'm not trying to make that direct comparison, but it's a graphic illustration. I love my little dog, Birdie. Do you know what Birdie did today? before I left, the last five minutes before I walked out the door? Take a wild guess what white-legged birdie did. White-legged birdie went out into the mud. I knew he was going to do it. <laughs> I knew it. In fact, Noel said we should have to get like, doggy socks or something, right? And I grabbed birdie, picked him up, put him in the sink. Yes, I put him in the sink because we have a little spray thing in the sink and... and cleaned him off, gave him a kiss on the head, and said, please, please stop doing that. Please stop doing that. If that's how I am with my dog, what do you think God is with us? Right? I mean, that's just an honest. I put up with him because I love him. He's the biggest loving dog. I love him. He comes into bed, and at night he puts his head on both of our shoulders and just sits there and just, you know, wags a little... God puts up with you because he loves you. That's why. You don't need anything else. Powerful days. That's it. All right, folks, you've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Taking a 22-and-a-half-hour break. Then we'll come back. More Insanity with Spinanity. Talk to you then. The views expressed on the preceding program were those of the speakers and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.